Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Over the years, I've heard the expression, I have an overactive thyroid, and it seems to be something more women than men have said to me. Actually, I think it's only women that have said it to me. And I also feel like I've heard it more from other mums since I've had kids. Dr. Rosie Worsley is an endocrinologist and she's here to explain what an overactive thyroid is. Hi, Rosie. How are you? Good. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me today. So thyroid problems are really common in women, a lot more common than in men. And you're quite right. It's a lot more common after having children. So there's actually a condition called postpartum thyroiditis, which is where your thyroid either becomes overactive or underactive or sometimes both um, in the 12 months after having children. Um, And it can also play havoc during pregnancy as well. So yes, thyroid um, common in women and much more common as you get older and also after babies. So that will be why you're hearing a lot about it. Wow. Okay. So let's go back a step Um, (laughs) and I'm going to display my ignorance here. What is the thyroid and where is it in your body? So the thyroid is a little, it's a butterfly-shaped gland that sits just over your windpipe. So if you put your fingers just at the top of your sternum, uh, you'll feel there's a little spot there called the sternal notch. But basically it's a little divot in the top of your your chest um, and you push right onto your windpipe. Just above that is where your thyroid is. And it's got two lobes, so left and right, that sit just on the sides of the windpipe. And then it's got a little bit that joins it in the middle that's called the isthmus. And the thyroid's main role is to make thyroid hormone. And the way I think of thyroid hormone is that it's the body's accelerator. So it makes everything go faster. So if you've got too much thyroid hormone, everything gets sped up. Your heart rate, your bowels, (laughs) your temperature, everything goes fast. Um, You might feel really anxious because everything's going so fast. You might not be able to sleep properly. When it's severe, it's a bit like your body's running a marathon while you're sitting still. And then conversely, if your thyroid is underactive and you don't have enough thyroid hormone, everything slows down. It's like there's not enough gas in the tank. Your heart rate will be slow. You feel tired and sluggish. You tend to gain weight. You can be constipated. Um, You might feel really flat or depressed. Um, And this is what happens with very low thyroid function. But the other trick with thyroid is that we call it the great mimic because obviously a lot of those symptoms can occur in a lot of other problems as well, things like fatigue and weight gain. So it can be quite hard to tell, well, if you've got some of these symptoms, is it your thyroid or is it something else? How do you test whether or can you test if someone has yeah so we, we've got really good um sensitive blood tests now so back in the day it, my professor used to say to me when i was a trainee you know before they had proper testing you were had an underactive thyroid if the professor said so and now we actually have proper testing and all these people that thought they had underactive thyroids that the professor said so turns out it wasn't their thyroid. (laughs) Um, But these days we've got really very good sensitive testing. So the thyroid testing is very accurate. It can tell you if the thyroid's making enough thyroid hormone or not. That often then makes people a bit frustrated because then they've got these symptoms which fit all of the checklists online about is it a thyroid problem, but it's not their thyroid. Um, 
And so that can be extremely frustrating, yeah, because then you've got to go back to the drawing board and um, find out what it is. Do we know why women tend to have um, this challenge more than men? Look, I think because largely it's an autoimmune type problem, I think that's probably a large part of the reason. So things like overactive thyroid or underactive thyroid are often associated with antibodies and an autoimmune process. So the body attacking the thyroid gland, making it either produce too much or too little thyroid hormone. And autoimmune conditions are much more common in women. So I think that's probably a large part of the reason. But then also pregnancies seem to play a large role as well. So having problems with your thyroid either during or after a pregnancy you know, seems pretty common as well. So I think that that'd be another sort of major mechanism. But I'm sure there's much more to learn about about that. And um, does it have anything to do with the amount of hormones women seem to get? Like our hormones just seem to be all over the shop all yeah, of the time. There's definitely an interaction between, you know, the actual levels of hormones and, um, you know, there's, there's multiple different ways they can be affected. Um, and one of them is that, you know, things like estrogens can increase production of certain proteins that bind to thyroid. We know in pregnancy, you can get some of the pregnancy hormones directly affecting TSH, which is the brain hormone that tells the thyroid gland to make more hormone. So there's sort of multiple different pathways. And sometimes, you know, when we stay start someone on HRT for menopause, you end up having to adjust their thyroid medication as well. So it can have, have quite a role. Again, it's all a little bit vague and understudied, but um, it certainly I think for some women plays a, plays a pretty big role. And I've certainly seen a couple of women whose thyroid has been stable, you know, they've been on a stable dose of medication for 20 years and then they hit perimenopause and their levels just go bananas. And the only reason we found is perimenopause. And so I think, I think probably um, that, that might be playing a role in a few women as well. So I think you just answered my question um, and my next question, which was how is how are thyroid problems overactive or underactive treated and, and is it through medication? Yeah, it's really through medication. So if your thyroid is underactive, then we treat you with thyroid hormone. Um, so it's just tablet medication. It's been around for, you know, decades now. It's really safe and it just replaces what's missing. If the thyroid's overactive, then it depends on what the cause is. So if it's something like postpartum thyroiditis, sometimes your thyroid will go overactive and then it'll go underactive. So we actually don't have to treat that overactive phase. We just watch it and we might just treat some of the symptoms associated. But for other people, they might have an autoimmune condition called Graves' disease, um, which is a condition that you can have um, relapses and then it remits and it's associated with like really severe episodes of overactive thyroid. So that really needs treating with what we call antithyroid medications and these are medications that reduce the amount of thyroid hormone that the thyroid can produce um, and then in some cases people will need extra treatment so things like radioactive iodine therapy or um, even having their thyroid removed. Um, but most of the time you can just get away with medication. The majority of people with a thyroid problem um, are going to be women and they're going to be women with an underactive thyroid and that's generally really easily treated with tablets. 
Are there any side effects with those tablets? I know that with the symptoms that you're talking about, um, if it's overactive, then you've got increased heart rate and all those awful kind of anxiety-inducing feelings. Mm. Um, And if you're underactive, everything slows down. Like, Are there any um, side effects when you're trying to level out those kind of symptoms? Yeah, so certainly when you're treating someone with thyroid hormone, you can get the dose too high or too low and you tend to get problems with that. So, you know, sometimes... I mean, some people, it's quite easy to go from not quite enough thyroid hormone to too high a dose, and then they get all the symptoms of an overactive thyroid. So it can be tricky, and in some people more than others, to get the dose really correct and get it right just for them. Um, So I've seen some people get, you know, more anxious when they start thyroid hormone as well. And I think one of the other things that tends to affect certainly a lot of the women I've seen is that if you've been running at a very high level of thyroid hormone for a while, your brain and your body gets used to that and you get used to being a little bit sort of high essentially and then you get brought back to normal and sometimes it's a bit like crashing down rather than coming back to normal and you feel low rather than feeling normal. So sometimes it's a matter of more gradually reducing Uh, or more gradually treating the thyroid to get back in the normal range so that you don't have too many sudden changes. And I think that varies from person to person. And it's not something that you often find in the textbook, I think, because it's probably just a few people who are a lot more susceptible to changes in their hormones than than other people are. Given um, that you said that it is the great mimic, but it Mm. is also a very common problem for women, Mm. do you have a sense about whether women are being treated for thyroid problems correctly? I guess, are they being diagnosed at the at a suitable rate or are we missing women? I mean, what's your feeling? Look, I think because the testing is pretty easy, generally it's, it's picked up pretty well. I think sometimes where I've seen it be missed or taken a while to get diagnosed is when it has been a little bit more unusual. So you're seeing it in, you know, say a younger woman who might be 20, whereas normally your GP would be expecting to pick it up in someone who's maybe in their 40s, or the symptoms might be a little bit unusual. So I I really say to women, if you've got it in your family, you know, if there's a family history, you are at a relatively high risk. And it's so common in women anyway, that if you're noticing changes, you're not feeling well, and there's no obvious reason, it's always worth getting your thyroid checked. You know, even if it's just done when you go and get your cholesterol done every couple of years, just to be sure. And for some women, the symptoms can be quite insidious. So you might have, you know, underactive thyroid developing over a number of years and it's quite gradual so you don't necessarily pick up any major change um, and then all of a sudden your, your thyroid's completely conked out and you're feeling awful. So if you pick it up early you can sort of prevent those really severe symptoms. Well you have completely enlightened me. I didn't know any of that. Um, yes. Rosie thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> thank you so much. That was endocrinologist Dr. Rosie Walsley. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.